0: Hi, this is Star with Natural Pet Care Podcasts. In this podcast, we will have a question and answer session between Andy and Lori of Nature's Pharmacy about their homemade diet for dogs. If you're interested in learning more about the products or the homemade diet, please visit naturespharmacy.com or call 1-800-733-4981. Now here are Andy and Lori. Hey, this is Andy with Nature's Pharmacy. And we're here with Lori Pickett, who is president of Nature's Pharmacy, and we're talking about homemade diets today for dogs. And uh, Lori, most folks feed their dogs and cats dry kibble, Uh, so we're talking about a homemade diet for dogs. Why would someone want to choose a homemade diet over a kibble diet?
1: Well, great, Andy, and it's nice talking to you today. Many people are familiar with kibble diet being the normal dog food for dogs. Um, in the past, when, before dog food and kibble, people fed them real food. Table scraps, meat product, leftovers was the standard for feeding dogs before kibble and snacks and treats and everything came into the market in the early 1900s actually. So we want to mainly understand what a dog eats. A dog is a meat eater Uh, They're not a cereal carb grain eater. We want to provide a diet that has that. And most of your dry dog foods and kibble foods, and even some canned, not all, have a pretty high value of grains and carbs and sugars and salt, uh, which is a lot of, I don't want to say filler ingredients, but ingredients that do provide some nutritional support, but uh, mainly are part of the processing of the food in order to make it survive shipping and storage and the tractor trailer truck and a long shelf life. So it's been necessary to make kibble foods in such a way so that primarily they can be shipped and stored, yet still be somewhat nutritionally productive for the dog so that the animal can survive, maybe not thrive so well, but survive.
0: So kibble foods
1: are not Table foods are not the best answer for lots of dogs, as we see, because those are the kind of customers that we um, get questions from and customers seeking out other forms of of how to feed their dog. What can I feed my dog?
0: Okay, that makes sense. Uh, So it's sort of like uh, if you go to a human nutritionist, they'll tell you to shop for fresh, minimally processed foods, and it sounds like we want to do a similar thing for our dogs. Oh.
1: Absolutely. And a grocery store is a great place to start. I know um we have our Nature's Pharmacy homemade diet for dogs and the only things on there are, are ingredients you can get from the grocery store. Real foods, meats, real vegetables, real fruits, um, everything available in your grocery store to make a homemade diet. So yes, we can we can make a good homemade diet for a dog that everybody can access, everybody can get to a grocery store, um, everybody prepares food to some degree for
0: themselves, and, and has access to these ingredients. Okay, uh, that sounds good. Now, before we go on, uh, I want to talk about how to transition from a kibble-based diet to a homemade diet. Uh, can you say something briefly about expense? Uh, some people get worried about the expense of buying food, For their dog, what what do you think about that?
1: Well, that's a very good question because a lot of people just assume, oh, I can't afford it. Um, Many times, we do a food budget for a a customer, and we find that the basis of the pound price they pay for a kibble food uh, is usually not any more than what doing real meat and real vegetables cost. So that's always quite surprising, even surprising to me sometimes, (laughs) that it can be so affordable. We give them tips on where to buy meat, where to buy vegetables, um, some of your big box stores. um, Costco, BJ's, Sam's Club are good places to buy ingredients if you have access to that. Honestly, if you have a single little dog, don't bother. Go to the grocery store, buy smaller portions. But cost-wise, we do see that it's... Very rarely more expensive to do a homemade diet than if you 're doing a so called premium food. Some premium foods can be crazy as it is six to seven dollars a pound range on some just just very high pricing. So doing homemade food is not not as pricey as most premium foods um, that okay, is one then. one factor. But in the time frame, also transitioning from kibble to homemade, as long as you do a good probiotic and you start this transition, um, this new step for you and your dog, and you use a good probiotic from the, from the beginning, from the first day, you can generally transition a dog from kibble food um, in no more than two to four days. I find that to be very um, effective, easy, no problems, no diarrhea. Uh, we do the probiotics. We might do a high, higher dose of our probiotics during that initial starter time, and that seems to cover any digestive changes that may occur. Uh, but most of the time, two to four days is a time frame. It should not take weeks and weeks. You can go pretty quickly through it, and then it's more convenient that way. The dog's thrilled, and you've transitioned over to it um, and,
0: and made it easy for you too. Okay, so that's and that's because the probiotics uh, help in digesting the food and they help to smooth out the transition from a food that the dog is used to to one that it's not exactly. used to but is also beneficial for it. Okay. Okay. Um. Now, uh, and Probiotics,
1: remember, yeah. can help with any food transition. Maybe you're going from a um, not just kibble to homemade, but maybe you're going from a homemade to a, to a raw homemade. Maybe you're going from a homemade diet to a freeze-dried product you're going to start to purchase. Any of those transitions, probiotics are critical. Probiotics are critical for every dog in every life stage and situation as it is. They need good bacteria and enzymes to utilize their food. Their gut length is short. They're designed to digest heavily and quickly. So giving them the right probiotics uh fixes that problem really and balances it out lets them handle food changes once you go to homemade diet you can do different you can do a different meat every day if you wanted to and they can handle it and they process it well and it becomes effective for them. So we like to see the probiotics do a, a several different jobs for us not just transitioning to a new food but daily uh support for that digestive tract which in
0: turn supports the immune system. So all those steps are important. Okay. That sounds good. Um, <clears throat> so some folks are going to wonder, uh, I'm going to the grocery store, I'm buying meat. Uh, I know, you know, dogs, they like to wander around and maybe eat carrion or they find a dead mouse or somewhere or something. Uh, so uh, should I give my dog raw food or does it have to be cooked or can I combine them? How does that work? And Well, that's, in the kitchen. A, that's a good
1: question also, and I'll – in all the years that we have done this, and we've been in business uh, just shy of 35 years, and been doing homemade food for our own dogs, probably 30 of those years, so we have a lot of experience in the the raw versus um, cooked. And we have found through the years that doing a cooked diet uh, has just as many benefits as doing raw. Many people get discouraged starting out with a raw diet. It's a lot of work it's a lot of maintenance and care given to my my raw food is did i thaw enough did i thaw it has it been thawed too long um right you know, there's a, there's a storage and handling issue doing raw. So if we cook right. our foods and cook our foods when we're starting this whole program, we have a bigger safety margin. We have a convenience margin that's huge because we only need to cook meats a couple of times a week. So many people, we, we lean them towards doing a cooked diet initially. And down the road, if they find a raw product from another company, maybe a pre-made raw food that they like, and they're really, they're gung ho, they're doing well, their dog's doing well, try a raw product or you can buy grocery store ingredients and feed those raw. But overall, we we lean towards a cooked diet. It's simpler. It's um more convenient for somebody who has a busy life right. to do it that way. And either way is both are beneficial to the dog, cooked or raw with your right probiotics and your vitamins,
0: the the meats are not a problem. Whether okay, so they be cooked for, or raw. So for for sanitary handling in the kitchen generally, it's easier to use <clears throat> to rely on cooked food. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now does it have to be well done or can it just be, you know, like rare? Well, or
1: depending on the meat, the poultry products, uh, we like to we, – we choose to have those well done um, for bacteria purposes around your kitchen. But um, just if you're deboning chicken, it's easier to debone if the chicken is well done. The pork product, if you do pork roasts or loins or pork chops, again, well done. Um there's not really a bacterial issue and pathogen issue with pork anymore in our country for buying it from the grocery store. Uh, it should be free of any dangers to begin with if it's in your grocery store. So, But we do cook the pork and cook it pretty well done. Beef product, um, I prefer to see that cooked a little medium medium-rare, does not need to be cooked super heavily. And the beef we do cook in a pan. We don't boil any of our meats. It separates the fat from the meat, and then you lose calorie value. And most of the time, they need those calories um, Mm -hmm. because you're getting really no fat fat value, fat calories. You're not getting any from your vegetables, per se, but you need it from your meat. That's where dogs count on getting their healthy fat is from their meat. So if you boil it, you separate the fat out. They don't get any. So we bake and roast your crock pot, your oven. um, But chicken product, turkey product, pork, cooked it cooked, you know, medium well is great for there, easily falling apart. Rule of thumb for beef is medium to medium rare. Beef you generally want to cook in a pan on the stovetop. Beef trying to do it in the oven, it gets a little too dried out and too overdone. But mm. you can cook some ground beef on the stove top. You don't have to buy steak, you don't have to buy filet mignon, you don't need to buy roasts of beef. Ground beef is a great option and usually you can control the fat value. You want a medium Eighty twenty type ground beef fat. So, those are some Great. easy
0: tips for preparing your meats and um, how so it to. Like, cook it them. sounds like dogs uh, uh, need some fat. Uh, I know some people uh, want to reduce fat in their diets, <clears throat> like for their own purposes. But uh, we don't. We don't want to reduce fat too much. We want to. No, they need. Them.
1: They need that fat. That they burn fat for energy. Um, very quickly. So reducing fat, you end up with a dog who's too lean. And if we have a puppy, a younger dog, or even a senior dog, we don't want them to lose too much weight. This diet too is beneficial for a dog who maybe has gained too much carbohydrate weight as I call it on dry food they're just on less and less of a light food to where they're eating practically nothing and we put them on a homemade diet and we maybe increase the veggie value a bit keep the fats at a medium level medium percentage level not too high a fat not too low a fat and not fat free ever Um, those fats are important and they help a dog get leaner and healthier if they're chubby they also are a good way use a fattier meat if you have a thin dog or a very active young dog that's just losing too much weight you use the fats to your advantage and they need those fats just like we need healthy fats they need it for eyes and heart and brain development as puppies um, and that you know that is their calorie and their energy source is is healthy meat-based fat that's why they do so well on a meat-based diet is they're getting fats they can use in dry kibble foods they get fats that are not meat-based and their body doesn't you really use them at all or use them very well so we see chubby dogs which are some of my chubbiest dogs i've ever seen have been on light low-fat, dry dog food diets, and are usually have a myriad of other problems as well, skin, coat, and all other kinds of things going on, as well as being way too chubby on their
0: supposed diet dog food. Sure. Okay. Uh, now, I've heard you mention vegetables a couple of times. Uh, why don't you talk about vegetables uh, that we can include in the diet and why we do that and how, what the proportions are?
1: Alrighty. Generally in our homemade diet, it's a very simple two thirds of the dish should be meat and one third of the dish should be a vegetable mixture. If they're a chubby dog, we may do a slightly bigger than a third serving of vegetables the first few weeks to try to help with their weight and and get some weight safely lowered for them. Leafy greens should be your number one vegetable that you reach for. We find that frozen leafy greens Turnip greens, mustard greens, collard greens, some spinach, um, possibly kale, Brussels sprouts, um, leafy greens, again, in the freezer section at the grocery store, in the bags, in the containers, are your best bet for easy usage uh, and cost. Because frozen vegetables are flash – they're picked fully ripened, flash frozen – uh excuse me flash steamed and then flash frozen so you get a fully ripened vegetable with full nu- nutrient value most of the time already chopped up for you super easy and ready to go you can just thaw some overnight in the fridge um i don't reg recommend leaving them thawing more than a day in your fridge or having them thawed out more than a day in your refrigerator um, because they do spoil quickly with their natural enzyme activity in the vegetables. Mm -hmm. So leafy greens are great vegetable choices. Uh, You can also do zucchini and yellow squash, winter squash, uh, green beans, carrots, um, cooked sweet potatoes, some canned pumpkin, mixed vegetables. Uh, Those are all great vegetables to use primarily in a leafy green family is good and seasonal you know so your neighbor's got a boatload of zucchini great get some <laughs> use zucchini right. and what we also do with the vegetables we buy at the store or if we're doing fresh vegetables is we want to run them through the processor and chop them up finer that's the easiest thing is your food processor um thaw your vegetables and run them through the food food processor you can kill a good food processor trying to chop up frozen vegetables um Mm. but we definitely want to chop the vegetable smaller break the skins if we do a mixed vegetable with the peas green beans and um carrots we want to break those up in the food processor a dog with no yeast issues or anything else can do some mixed vegetables Mm. um, as a vegetable maintenance too but in the food processor to the texture of rough coffee grounds uh, is a great way to do your veggies and those are some great choices of veggies you can do fruit as well um Apples, pears, melon, certain berries, banana, mangoes, most dogs are not crazy about fruit; some love fruit, so if your dogs do that's fine, you can put it in their dish, you can use it as snacks, um but you know those those done fresh uh are be good, or you can get frozen, and you can chop them and thaw them and use them that way too. but, okay, that is some so. of the pointers for fruits and vegetable usage in your dogs, and about like I said, a third of their meal. If that dish literally should be a vegetable mix
0: or a sweet potato and vegetables, that type of thing. Okay. Now, uh, you said to shred the vegetables. Is that because we want to increase surface area to make them easier to digest?
1: Yes. We want the the gut to be able to break them down easier. So if they're already broken down, that's a huge step forward in the dog being able to really assimilate and use those nutrients and those vegetables. Sometimes – Corn is a common one that can go through the whole system and never even pierce the outer skin of a corn kernel. So right. not that you should feed your dogs a lot of corn, but if you use mixed vegetables, they're going to get a little. And in a healthy dog, that shouldn't be a problem. So to to make sure they can pierce those outer, even those type of light skin coverings, That may occur in some vegetables, the green bean skin, um the pea skin. Uh breaking them up is gonna give them a big boost in using them. And in some cases they may pass through and not get to use them if you don't. So we wanna grind those up. Gets the enzyme activity going in the vegetable too. So again helps with breakdown, helps the gut absorb because we're dealing with, remember, a gut that's short and has to digest a lot and a short period of time and that food stuff if it's already pre-digested a little or broken up for them is going to be that much more help for them to benefit from it
0: okay that makes sense now you've mentioned uh, probiotics a couple of times and so folks are going to wonder um, so I'm preparing this food uh, for the dog and I'm going to put a probiotic with it and is there anything else that needs to go with it to to make sure that uh, the dog's getting everything it needs.
1: Yeah, there are um, some very basic supplements that you can use with this. I would like to point out, too, that the general feeding directions for doing homemade food um, is about two cups of mix daily for 25 pounds of dog. So say you have a 25-pound dog, you're going to do a cup of, in the morning and a cup at night. It's gonna, in that cup, is going to give you two-thirds meat and one-third veggie. So that's a good rule of thumb, two cups for 25 pounds of dog. Um, for the whole day and you do introduce that over two to four days so that's to keep in mind the volume when you're doing homemade food you tend to use a lot less volume than you do of a dry food and again if we were to put kibble food in a blender and grind it up dry we would have a bunch in the bottom of powder and that that very puffy popcorn type dog food that's been you know has a lot of air in it when you do grind it down in a food processor you get A a dense powder. If we were to put our meat and vegetables in the blender and grind them, we get the same amount of volume we started with practically. So dog food has a lot of um, air type popping procedures that go with its processing in some cases not all brands. So we want to remember that when the dog chews it and eats it it takes less volume of real food, homemade food than it does dry food. So your volume may change with your dog. With that you may have to work out and get your dog used to it Um, you don't want to overfeed any more than what we recommend of the two cups daily for 25 pounds of dog. You may have a young busy dog who needs a little bit more. You may have a puppy that's young that you want to do three meals a day because they're used to eating more meals and we want to keep their weight maintenance well. So that's, that's a good step as far as talking about the feeding directions and the serving sizes. Any dog, no matter what, needs a good probiotic. They need a good vitamin, mineral, omega supplement. The ones that we make, for, uh, for nature's pharmacy, they're designed to go together. So our Dogzymes Ultimate and our Dogzymes Probiotics go hand-in-hand hand and are designed to use together. We okay. give you the benefit that you can use our probiotic and another brand of vitamin or vice versa if you have a favorite vitamin you already use. But generally, those are the two basics. You also want to address your calcium and phosphorus product. So you want to be sure you're giving a calcium and phosphorus product so you don't have to deal with bones. Um, Dealing with bones in the diet or trying to grind bones or feed a a meat product with bones in it is more cost. It's also a little more troublesome to deal with and many times it's just easier to feed a powdered uh, calcium and phosphorus supplement and less expensive than almost any other option. You're getting the same value as if you're doing a bone product. You're just getting a lot less trouble and maintenance again, freezing. Grinding, handling, storage all goes away if you just have a, a, a product that is already balanced, small serving size, dry powder ready to go is easy to do. And we, we have products uh, in our line. Uh, Bone Builder is one of our best products for there, or K A calcium can be used as your calcium and phosphorus. So overall, you want your good probiotic enzyme, a really good vitamin mix. Because you want a constant daily vitamin no matter what your foods may be providing and your foods may be inconsistent in the nutrition they provide with your homemade diet or your kibble diet. Um, So we want a consistent balance of guaranteed vitamin, mineral, omega. Our vitamin does that. So probiotics, vitamins, and a calcium source is your basic program for every dog.
0: Okay, that makes sense. It sounds like we are trying to create a really good diet for a dog, uh, like if a dog was out in the wild and and had plentiful food and high-quality prey animals, it would get a really high-quality diet, so we're trying to mimic something like that.
1: Exactly. We're trying to be Mother Nature. What is the very best Mother Nature would do for these animals if they had a perfect world and access to every perfect nutrient that they needed? We're doing part of that through food and part of that through Nice, tidy containers of perfectly balanced supplements. So we're make the best of all worlds is doable for your dog with a homemade diet. Um, or in some people's case, they mix some homemade food with a basic kibble that they, that they prefer. So they can do both together. It doesn't have to be one or the other. We prefer a straight homemade diet for the best results. But if your lifestyle or budget or circumstance does not allow for that, you can do part meat and veggie and part kibble. Maybe you okay. have a lot of dogs or you're doing rescue, and that's a, a factor. A dog may be going to a home that doesn't do homemade diet. They have to keep kibble in their diet. You can you can do that as well. You can mix and match.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Now, uh, some folks are probably going to be wondering, uh, I'm going to prepare this food. Uh, can I? Do I have to do it all at once? Can I do it ahead of time? Can I mix things together and put them in the freezer? Uh, can you talk a little bit about different ways of approaching uh, preparation and storage.
1: Well, there are some definite definite do's and don'ts when you're doing homemade diet. You don't ever want to mix your probiotic in your food any earlier than when you're going to sit that dish down in front of that dog. So probiotics never get added until the dish is on its way down to the dog's stand or on the floor where you're going to feed your dog. Probiotics want to be activated in the dog and not in the dish. So we don't pre-soak anything. You don't do that. So one thing you in that same vein, is you do not want to mix your probiotics with a product you're going to freeze. Some people like to mix some of their product together and do a big batch and then freeze it. And that's fine. You can put your vitamin mix that we make in there because there are no enzymes or probiotics in our vitamin mix. That is a product you could pre-mix and freeze in smaller baggies, smaller containers. So you could do that with our vitamin mix. You could also do that with the calcium and be added ahead and mixed together. I don't recommend that you mix your vegetables and your meats. Don't mix your ground vegetables and then your meat together. Either put them in separate baggies you could portion them out ahead of time and freeze them in little bags. Um, that way, you can mix together your uh, your cooked beef and your cooked turkey and your cooked pork and all of your ingredients. Um, you can do, you know, if your dogs like everything mixed together, you can do that. You can always do eggs and uh, cottage cheese and some of the, you know, maybe a whole fat yogurt plain. Uh, so there's lots of different meats that qualify as meats in the first place. But things to pre-cook. Um, You can certainly do that with meat. It'll stay in the refrigerator. cooked meat for two to three to four days easily, whether it's cooked chicken, cooked beef, cooked pork, cooked Mm. turkey. Um, That's a good storage factor uh, to make it easier for yourself. And also you can freeze. You can cook meat, bag it, and then refreeze it. So if you thawed it out, cooked it, you can put it right back in zipper bags cooked and put it in your freezer so it's ready to go for you you know, later in the week. There's a lot of things you can do with meat. Some people don't think you can refreeze it once you've thawed it um, or thawed it and cooked it, but you can. So that's
0: another storage tip and a usage tip with meat. Okay, so uh, 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 I'm guessing that uh, a dog who, who's gone from kibble to homemade um, might be pretty enthusiastic about the meat regardless of uh, precisely how it's handled um, as long as we uh, uh, make it of good quality and uh, we can get it out and give it to them when they need it. So can they, if it's frozen, can they take it out and just microwave it until it's warm and then?
1: You could. I prefer that you make a kind of a ritual of before you go to bed at night is get whatever food out of your freezer and put it in your fridge overnight. Um, it'll ah. thaw a little bit in the refrigerator. If it's, I okay. um, don't really like to thaw things overnight, like in the sink, it gets a little too thawed out by morning, especially if it's in smaller bags. Right. But you can warm it in the microwave um, and just, you know, just to warm it. And we recommend, you know, don't take, try to get it out of a plastic bag, put it in a glass dish, don't want a microwave in the in plastic or anything like that. Sure. So we always want to use glass if we can. And uh, you can warm it, but don't cook it in the microwave. So most of your meats, if you've already frozen them, they're probably cooked already. They just do need warming. So that's a great idea. Most of the dogs like their food warm if you have time to do it that way. Um, sure. It's a benefit to the dog. And the same with the vegetables, too. You can gently warm them, but you don't want to leave them out on the counter to get to room temperature warm. So just like any food, just with your own food
0: safety steps. Okay. Now, um uh People are going to think, uh, good, I know what food to give. Are there any foods that we should not give that we need to avoid? Uh, there, are,
1: oh, there really are a lot of foods you shouldn't give. Um, we have a pretty good list uh, put together that comes with our diet cards too that you can you know, definitely not feed the dogs. I think many of us know these, but um, chocolate, nutmeg, baking powder, baking soda, xylitol, uh, raw Raw yams, grapes or raisins, walnuts, um, onions, garlic, most candy, avocado pits, um, high sugar, alcohol, coffee, tea, caffeinated things are a no. Not a lot of bread to your dog, certainly not any kind of bread dough or yeast dough. Certain fish, or like a peach seed or apple seeds, Um, we have a very nice list on the back of our diet. But there are some things you definitely do not do: chocolate, onions, garlic Um, in large amounts. We do; you can have garlic in small amounts. Uh, That is not a problem. But in large amounts, don't let them eat a whole clove of garlic uh, situation. So, and the grapes and raisins are are another, you know, definite
0: no no for the dogs. But you can. We can provide
1: you with that information.
0: Uh, since you mentioned that, uh, you've mentioned the diet plans a couple times. Now, uh, those are free, right? And how do folks yeah. go about getting them? You
1: can order. If you order from us,
0: we can give you a free laminated copy all right in your
1: order that you can have, and you can put that in your cabinet or stick it to your refrigerator. Um, so that's a handy one to get. We also have printed copies. You can just print a, a paper copy off, the, off of um on your computer from our website and so that's a way to get one as well. They're on our website to look at. So it's very easy to get one and we don't charge for them. We want you to have a good solid base to work with and they have the information handy.
0: What? You don't charge? <laughs> no wow. we don't. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well we've uh I think we've gone over uh how to how people can approach um giving their dog a homemade diet and uh, so maybe we can summarize. Uh, can people expect to uh, maybe just have a what can we say about a homemade diet versus the general overall health of the animal uh, with respect to maybe going to the vet? Are uh, we going to maybe spend less time at the vet? With the-
1: well, many people find that when they get their dog on a homemade diet and balanced well with proper supplements and both are important. You can't do homemade diet without your supplements and you're really, the best result is supplements with your homemade diet. So we want to do, want to do both, but we see, you know, improved longevity. We see dogs that don't get the common ailments when they're on a homemade diet. They don't get yeasty problems. They don't get ear infections. They um, don't have breakouts on their skin and coat. They don't smell. They don't itch. Um, things like that go away when you do homemade diet and good supplements Mm. that right there saves you money certainly in vet visits and that's important but um, the dog is happier the dog is healthier your overall budget is less because you're not buying fancy products to 60s Problems. You're not having to do all these shampoos or different sideline products that go with an animal that's not well all the time. So we do hear from our customers, you know, very few vet visits are needed just for the basics, um, you know, vaccinations if you follow vaccine protocol. But other than that, not too many times I need to go to the vet for anything other than an emergency. So that's definitely a plus. Um, Consistency in your dog's stool. Um, You should have no gassy dogs. If you have a gassy dog... This can straighten that right out dogs shouldn't be gassy say <laughs> that's right. not normal for them they're having digestive issues if they're gassy so that's a benefit that is a plus for it you know but overall doing the homemade diet is well worth doing for that little extra work and it is a little extra work sometimes not extra cost but the benefits are huge and we have happier dogs and happier people taking care of their dogs um there's it gives you a better sense of of safety for your dog and your prevention factor is there to know that you're doing the best for your dog and that they're going to stay healthy and they're going to be able to be mobile and they're going to be strong and able-bodied even into their senior years. The best thing you can do for a dog is do a homemade dog diet their whole life. So then when they get to be seniors, they're in better health. They're not having endless little problems that make their life difficult in their older years. They are healthy, older dogs and mobile. So those are good points to what we see over years and years of doing this, um, is that that's, the benefit that you see. And it is worth it. If you have a problem dog and you've gone through program after program and dry food after dry food, just try this. Usually commit to a month. You will be shocked. You will be happy. The dog will be thrilled. (laughs) All good things. And we see this can be a very big benefit for virtually every dog with any type of a
0: health problem. This is a first step and an important first step. Yeah, it sounds like a human doctor tells you to Eat right and exercise regularly, and that will do more for you than about anything in this. um, Yeah. Think about that too. Yeah.
1: When you realize what dogs have had to eat for decades and decades, that dog food is the only thing they should have or could have, and you're a bad person if you don't feed dog food, um, this is a different plan altogether, and it's not trying to – change to a program that nobody can afford or nobody can really do it is doable it's affordable Uh, we can give you tips that's why our diet sheet is just full of tips and preparation and handling and you know like I just said where to buy things and what kind of cost to expect uh, in general is you're not going to be spending much more if any more than your kibble diet you've been doing and some people say it's a lot easier to do because I don't have to go get my special food. That's 40 miles away. I don't have to order my special food. My dog's happy. My problems when my dog went away, some, in some cases a week or two, we see big improvements with a specific issue someone is trying to work on. So there's really not a negative to doing it. It's all a positive And we can help you do it. We can walk you through it. No question is too silly to call and ask us. Um, there's a lot of people out there that don't cook much at all, and they need some help. That's okay. We understand that. So we want you to be able to make your dog have the best diet possible,
0: and so we're here to help you, are, you do it. Okay. So however you are preparing your food, even if you're just, you know, if you're an eat out or or have food delivered all the time kind of person, you could still manage to do this. But if you are sure. a person who cooks, it uh, sounds like you're just cooking for like another person who is uh like you know a, yeah. a child size and maybe uh who isn't real particular about their food uh as long as it tastes good um so Exactly. Okay so that and, sounds like a
1: And you know if you're going out bring home your doggy box, bring home the meat, bring home the vegetables, you know, not necessarily salad ingredients, but, you know, if you've got some leftovers, bring them home. I mean, if you have a little dog, you can practically feed a little dog with leftovers and and any, you know, takeout leftovers um, as long as it's real food you may never have to hardly buy any food for a, if you've got a toy dog or a little guy so if you're doing if you have a family and you have kids and you're going to do this diet for your dog even better because you always have leftovers and table scraps sure. incorporate into this program for your dog and you can you know when you cook for yourself cook a little more of a certain vegetable oh that'll you know be two two meals for the dog that's great so always use those things and think you know we like you to think green and think think conservatively and don't waste things and use things that you can on your dog or share with your dog. I sometimes see, if I see yogurt on sale at the grocery store because it's going on a date or something, you know what? Pick mm-hmm. a couple of tubs up. There's instant food for your dog. Cottage cheese, same thing. Boil a bunch of eggs. They can have some eggs in their diet for their meat for the day with, with another meat perhaps. So okay. lots of
0: shortcuts and lots of tips that make it easy to do. You mentioned yogurt. Do we want yogurt with sugar in it or do we want to avoid we that? We
1: want the plain, whole fat plain Yep, you okay. don't want to do the vanilla or the flavored ones. You're looking for plain yogurt as good, and that can be a great protein, a great meat for your dog. Some dogs love dairy products, and they do just fine with them. So why okay. not use them because they're beneficial. They're a great protein. They like them, especially if you have a dog that's older or sick. This is an awesome program for a dog who's, maybe you have a cancer dog. Hmm. Maybe they have a cancer that's not you know, it may they may be here for quite a while with the particular illness they have, but sure. they don't eat great. So we want to give them things they want to eat, and sometimes dairy product, cottage cheese, plain yogurt, are great options for them because they
0: like it, they'll eat it. So it's a good now, thing. I know sometimes uh, uh, with humans or kids, you know, you want to give them a supplement or something, and they don't really like it. Is mm-hmm. there any uh, techniques for for if you're putting the the supplements on the dog's food, and the dog sniffs that, and maybe doesn't like that. is yeah. there a way around that
1: I like to use um if i have if I'm trying to pill a dog for some reason, I'll use um cream cheese I'll just take a little square of cream cheese and stick my pills in there. If I have a powder product, I will take my powder and maybe mash it with a fork into my little cream cheese ball and hand it to the dog like. Here's here's a treat for you. You can use um, soft cheese to do that. There's not too many cheeses that that's a viable option, but sometimes there are, um, to make a little meatball of it. And and liverwurst, which is like the Braunschweiger product. It's um, soft. You can use a fork and and mash a powder into it. Most of our products that we sell are very palatable, and that's not an issue at all, and the serving size is small. So we've designed it that way, not to, you know, go overload your dog's dish with a bunch of powders we want small servings and um, very condensed servings is what we use so but if you have a dog who maybe they're taking some medications and they're kind of nauseous sometimes and just Mm. smelling you know the supplement in the food or anything in the food they don't mm, turn their nose up at it well then i'll do a cream cheese ball or butter you can use real butter it's nice and soft Mm. Um, or the liverwurst trick is great for pills or for powders that you need to give orally Um, you can also use that turn that into a paste. Your cream cheese can be like a paste texture and just scrape it off on the roof of their mouth.
0: Uh Those are some
1: great little tricks for getting things in your dog and everybody's happy.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, that sounds good. All right. Uh, Well, I hope folks have gotten a good idea of uh, what a homemade diet for your dog would be and what it would entail. And, again, if you have any trouble, you're always welcome to call Nature's Pharmacy and ask for help. Um, so have fun listening, and thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. Call us if you got any questions, or we can help you in any way. Bye, Andy. Bye-bye. The statements made in this podcast have not been evaluated by the FDA. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe for future podcasts.